0: And like, I saw this video and it was this color of this breed and it's like, oh man, I wish you would research this because they're so prone to this, 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 yeah. this. And they're like, what do you mean?
1: Welcome to the Woofy Show, the ultimate dog lovers digest. Meet your hosts, Brian and Magda, two dog lovers ready to help you be the best dog parent, unravel the mysteries of canine behavior, and keep you updated on the latest trends in the dog world. This podcast has something for everyone. Get ready for heartwarming stories, expert advice, and a lot of laughs.
2: Welcome everyone to today's episode. Uh, we have our first ever guest, With us today, we have Kieran Metcalf, who is a veterinary assistant that we'll be speaking to, uh, asking her some questions, uh, things like that, so um, if you want to...
1: Yeah, well, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. (laughs) Yeah, we appreciate you coming over, and before we get into the whole episode, we want to do a little icebreaker, so the question for today is, if you were going to be a dog, what dog would you be, and why?
0: Oh, like what dog breed kind of Gosh. thing? Gosh. Okay. Well, I feel like I kind of have two different answers to that because that's I feel fine. like I would want to be a specific breed, but yeah. I feel like I would be
3: something okay. different. <laughs> no, that's, that's fair. That's <laughs> no, good that's both.
0: fine. I feel like I would love to be a golden retriever, right? Because they're okay. just—I mean, like, just like the classic, like, super, like, nice with everyone, yep. best demeanor ever. Yeah. Um, Perfect size, like great with families, like everything, like just that, like iconic, like just like really like an iconic family dog. dog. Yeah, Yeah. like just that, like well known, like everyone loves them dog. But I feel like I'd be, I don't know, I feel like I'd be more of like a Chihuahua or something, (laughs) (laughs) because like I just feel like I'm like kind of feisty, right? And like it's never really, yeah, I feel like in like unpredictable moments, which is I feel like my interpretation of Chihuahuas from working with Uh, them all the time. Um, but they also have that, like, really... They can also have just, like, the sweetest personality. Oh, yeah. Right. That's they're like They're,
1: like, small dogs with yeah. big personalities. Small but so yes. like that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But what dog yeah. would you be,
2: though? Oh, we got to do the icebreaker, yeah, yeah. too. <laughs> oh, my goodness. um, What's a what's a really lazy dog? Probably what I would be.
1: I would call you, like, <laughs> a pug. <laughs> <laughs> a pug?
2: Um, no, I think... Um, Obviously I don't want to use tollets that's what we have and they're they're too energetic. I'm not that energetic. I would probably be a uh dash just dash-hund? because they're just like slither around, they're really low <laughs> to the ground, they always you know, like they're sleeping all the time. Around. Yeah, they're just like fun little <laughs> playful dogs, but then they also just like like just, just chill. They're not like crazy energetic. I don't know. I wasn't expecting to be thrown on the spot for this. Well, so I, don't know. I don't know. Now That's you a good well, now it's your <laughs> turn. We'll see. Well, no, it's fine. You can I answer. would be
1: like uh, like a Chinese Crested or something. Okay. <laughs> All right. Because they're a very acquired taste, yep. and I just think I'm a very quiet, okay. taste kind of person. <laughs> you either like me or no hate comment. me. No <laughs> comment.
2: But uh, yeah, so that was interesting. That, that, that was a good answer, actually. I like that because that's so true. It's what we'd all want to be, but what are we really?
3: Yeah. 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 You're
2: right. So. Um, so to get started, we'll just let you kind of uh, introduce yourself. Like, obviously, you can re say your name if you want to. Um, uh, what you're like, how you became a vet assistant and like what got you into that field. Um, and then, obviously, of course, since this is about dogs what dogs do you have, what breed names, how old are they, as well, throw that in there. There's so, a
1: lot of questions to throw at someone. So just introduce yourself, uh, what your
2: dogs are, what okay. dogs you currently have, and then just a bit of background story of how you became where you are now for what yeah, you do.
0: Perfect, yeah. Well, I'm Kieran. I am uh, yeah, a vet assistant at a small animal general practice here in Calgary. Mm-hmm um yeah I have two dogs right now um I have a duck toller just like these guys do um his name is Reese he's four and a half um and then I have a Newfoundland who just turned two um and her name is Juno um yeah hers I I like to like give a little backstory on her like Reese was from a breeder and um yeah like chose his breed um very specifically like I knew I wanted one just like you guys um But with Juno, she was actually a client at my previous vet clinic, Um, and I met her at eight weeks old. Like, she had her first puppy appointment with us, Um, but her family ended up having, like, some medical situations going on where they actually, they really, like, could not have her in their home anymore. Oh, my gosh. So, we ended up taking her, my boyfriend and I, and, yeah, we've had her for just about a year now, a year in February. That's awesome. She's the best. So is Reese, yeah. obviously biased, <laughs> yeah. but- um, Yeah, it's it's such a, like two best.
1: different dogs, right? Two totally totally different energy different. levels too, I would assume.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, she's um, she's an interesting newfie. <laughs> she's a little bit like smaller set than most. Yeah. Like she's yeah. quite not as large. And okay. um, yeah, her shoulders are like more, yeah, not as broad. So she's just looks a little bit different than I feel like most too, but okay. yeah. Um, yeah, she's great. They're both- they have, they do have some similar interests. They both love swimming, obviously. Like yes. that's pretty much what they both were yeah. bred for. But um, yeah, they're 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 very different. Like at two, she's very calm and like is so content to just like sleep all the time. Still yeah. has that puppy playfulness that Reese doesn't have. But um, that's yeah. a nice
1: age difference as well. Hey, like yeah. four and one. Is it one? Yeah, or two? yeah she's just turned yeah. two. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, it's super nice. It's also it was definitely a totally different experience getting a, a dog as an adult. Like that yes. had been yeah. trained and everything. So that was a cool experience to have too, because I'd never done that. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, Reese was my first dog that I got. I got him alone, just me at yeah, I had just finished my fourth year of university, so I was twenty one. Wow um, That's got crazy. Him on <laughs> and yeah. Uh hers was a different experience too, because yeah, my partner was
2: with me when we got, yeah. got yeah. her. So So then Obviously, we mentioned you're a vet assistant, so how did that came to be? I know you uh, mentioned you had a couple jobs in the dog industry leading up to that.
0: Yeah, yeah, I did. So, yeah, I'm currently a a vet tech assistant, um, but I'm also in school to be a vet tech, so I'm about halfway through that. Um, But I started actually in my summers, um, I think my third summer um, in university, I started working at a dog daycare in Calgary. I won't mention them by name, but I was, it was a great experience and, um, I worked there for two summers and then a full year and a half after I graduated. Um, and then it actually happens to be, um, a daycare that is, it has a vet facility on site. So, um, I Establish a bit of a relationship with the vet there.
2: Okay, so that's how you. And I I applied for a
0: job. Yeah, with the manager through that, I gave her my resume, and I I initially got a job as a receptionist. Actually, yeah. Um, it actually wasn't at that specific site. They have like four clinics in Alberta. Um, and I I got a job as a receptionist at one of the other ones at West Springs Vet. Is what it's called. Mm. Um, and then after two months, I got the job of vet tech assistant, and I've been doing that for about three years now. Oh, nice. And exactly. then is that
2: when did you decide to go to school to become a vet? Tech?
0: It's it's been two years. Um, yeah, January was my two years of being in the program. Yeah. Um, I would say I decided like probably only a couple months prior to that. I had actually been exploring vet school, um, which is still kind of a dream of mine. I'm not sure if it's a goal anymore, yeah. more of like a dream. Okay. Um. Yeah.
1: Well, oh, I was going to ask you, actually, what kind of inspired you to get into that field
0: of yeah, working with dogs it's and helping dogs question. and things like that? Yeah. Um, so I, the entire time I was growing up, actually, I always said I wanted to be a vet. There was like a brief stint of me wanting to be like a chef. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. but, but other than that, I, I wanted to be a vet from the time I was really, really little. Yeah. Um, it only changed in late high school. Um, but I think... I actually kind of happened upon the opportunity to to work at a dog daycare. I had a friend that was working there and they needed seasonal staff. Mm. And I just, I, I actually couldn't find another job at the time. And that one presented itself. I was like, that is the coolest job. Yeah. yeah. It's like everything
1: just kind of it's, aligned they were was super place. long shifts,
0: like 10 hours, I think, if I recall correctly. Um, but you're on your feet all the time and you're outside and it was like the best. You're surrounded by dogs. Yeah. So it was pretty ideal for me. Um, and through that, I started to realize that I was really interested in the medical aspect of things. You know, we used to do, um, like, full assessments of dogs as they came in to, like, check on how they were doing to make sure they didn't Mm. have anything kind of underlying that we could see on first inspection. Um, And when we did find things, or if there was anything that happened when I was working there, like, I always found that so interesting. If there was anything that I could um, kind of dip my toe into that was more medical-related, I found that I was really happy doing that yeah. so I think I just decided that I was at a point where I wanted to shift into more of like a career aspect yeah of my, that's of awesome. my life than job so um yeah I went for it yeah
1: it. so actually I have a question um I'm sure a lot of viewers will be the ones that are thinking about getting a puppy that will be thinking about how do I choose the vet clinic for me like where do I begin
0: yeah yeah I think I think it can be a bit of a daunting process for sure. Um, especially if you've never had a, had a pet of your own, like if mm. you're like that first time pet owner, like it can be really daunting. Or if you're moving to a new city and you don't really know yeah. much yep. about um, where Both you're going to go. Those us. So yeah. 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 We, so we
1: moved from mm, England and yeah. then we were like, Oh, <laughs> want to get a dog. But yeah. now there's all these things that we have to do as well. Like find the clinic and stuff. So I'm just wondering from like your perspective, like what, steps or like what things a pet parent should think about uh when choosing the right clinic for them
0: yeah I think it's obviously dependent on circumstance like I think that you know if if you're someone who you know money isn't as much of an option I think it's great to kind of look all over the city look at all your mm. review, like all the reviews yeah. even reach out to multiple clinics um and ask as many questions as you have yeah. like that's never something that a vet staff member will ever upset about. Like it's something where they shouldn't be, I guess, is what I should say. Um, Because it's our job to provide you with the most information that we possibly can um, and try to make you feel at ease. Um, Because just as much as the patient is important in relationships, so is the client, like equally, equally so. Mm -hmm. Um, And I would say like, even if, you know, you have a sort of like conversation with a clinic, you think it's going to go really well, and maybe it's it just wasn't the vibe that you were looking mm. for in that first appointment, there is no shame yeah. in yeah. looking elsewhere. Like it is about having a team that you trust through and yeah. through. Um, and yeah, I think if there's specific things that you're looking for, um, that's really important as well. I mean, like if you're a, a family that has multiple different kinds of pets, like if you have exotics, um, you know, like small animals, mm. birds, yeah. reptiles, things like that. Um, there's some clinics that actually offer all services, oh. so I think mm-hmm. it's depending on what you need, yeah, um, what you're looking for. I yeah. don't think I, I. think my number one piece of advice though would be, don't necessarily isolate to your specific community. Yeah, because That's you're your gonna you're gonna find some incredible vets all around the city, yeah. and I'm not saying that that wouldn't be the one right next to you, but yeah. definitely look into it. Look at those reviews. So yeah. see what the patients say, and if there are negative reviews. Look at what the the context well, is in that of that situation, yes. right? Because sometimes it's like, you know, oh, this vet wasn't open Saturdays. Yeah, one star. Yeah, it's yeah, like that's I actually mean, that's really affecting. <laughs> that's really affecting the like the the rating of yeah. a small business if it's like a locally yeah. owned business that just yeah. opened, right? So
1: yeah, we understand that. Yeah. Like yeah. we when we were searching for the vet, we actually yeah. went to couple places because yeah. like number one thing that was important for us was the that the vet was comfortable with like the raw diet, yeah, yeah. uh, so that was like a thing for us, yeah. right, so um, situation like you said
2: yeah like, depending on yeah, what absolutely what your needs
0: what are, your so. needs are. Yeah, 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 the things that you yeah there's 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 so many aspects of you know. It, it, it can actually be really difficult to find a vet who's supportive yeah. of raw feeding, so I totally understand yeah. where you guys are coming from with I that. I guess our
2: selection isn't very big for yeah. that, so it so yeah, guys like we, have made it easier. There we was were only okay. like, like a handful, to be honest. like
1: If someone doesn't yeah. have that one aspect that they're really looking for, it'd be kind of overwhelming, yeah. right? Like, there's so many vets, like, which one do I choose? Yeah. <laughs> so I guess the, yeah. the thing is to just shop around and don't yeah. Yeah. stick to one
0: place.
2: So the next thing we want to know is how do vet clinics ensure that like pets have a positive experience So when they go to visit?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think every clinic is different. I think that many clinics use different tools, but um, I won't say that we can ever guarantee that they have a good experience, which is probably not what everyone wants to hear, but um, we definitely do our best. There's a lot of things about vet clinics that are just, like, as soon as a pet walks in the door, um, it's something that has them a little bit offset. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's pretty pretty common for them to have like a fear anxiety or stress response um just because you know the smells um seeing other pets right Mm. as they walk in the door um pheromones oh um even like noises um so there's so many things that just affect experience as soon as you walk in the door so I think it's trying to combat those things Um, so how do you combat yeah yeah so I think (laughs) that it's about the vet staff just being on it um Mm -hmm. so I think you know like, for example, like if you have a pet that's reactive, like on leash, I think it's really important that, um, there's notes made everywhere in that record so that we can make it the most positive experience. Um, so they're not walking into a clinic where there's a cat right there or another dog mm-hmm. right there, where they're not, get, they're immediately yeah. going to be having yeah, a response. State of mind So it's about knowing the pets, even if you like, and if they're a new client asking prior and having those medical records prior, um, in and, and, and knowing the things that, as much as you possibly can, what to expect. Um, there's no one dog that's better than the other. There's nothing wrong with having a reactive dog. It's so common and and um, they're the loveliest, sweetest dogs. Um, it's just, yeah, different dogs need different things. Um, different cats need different things. Um, those are the only animals that I have experience <laughs> yeah. with, so they're the only ones I can touch on. But um, once they're actually in the clinic, there's definitely a ton of things that we, we do to try to make it more positive. Um, I can only speak from, you know, what my clinic does. So I'll touch on that. But um, food is a really big one for us. Um, We really hope that (laughs) when patients come in that they're really food motivated because it is such a positive reinforcement um, tool that like we use all day, every day. Um, It is so important um, and it makes the experience so much better. Like it's just like night and day. Um, But obviously that's not always the case. Um, so yeah, we whatever we try a bunch of different things. Yeah, um, just that feed the dog all the time. Be yeah. like be happy. <laughs> Feeding treats, eating wet yeah. food, um, lick mats. We use all of those tools. Um, we even fill kongs sometimes. Um, and yeah, you have to have a bunch of different varieties of food options yes. depending on allergies, things like that. Um, but also, yeah, we we utilize toys as well if that's something that's motivating to, to the dog. Um, and also, yeah, if it's just actually like like physical touch. Yeah. Um, yeah, like anything anything that's beneficial to them. Um, I also tend to find that, I would say that most dogs tend to do better with their owners around. That's not a total overarching yeah. theme, um, but trying to do the most things in the treatment room that you can, or sorry, not in the treatment room, in the exam room. Yeah. So you're not having to take them back and forth mm-hmm. because that does increase that like fear, anxiety, stress response yeah. as well. Um, and you're just wanting to make it the absolute easiest that you possibly can on that patient. So um, even just having the vet go into the room like, and having everything with them so that they're not coming in and out. There's not noises. There's not new smells coming in and out with the vet. Um, as much as you can. Obviously, sometimes we need to go get things, but.
1: So is there anything that dog parents can do prior to visiting the clinic to kind of make the experience less stressful for them? Or is there nothing really, you just kind of turn up and be like, I hope for the best. for
0: sure, for sure (laughs) there is. No, absolutely. Um, I would say there's a couple things. Um, One, I always recommend to people um, before they come to a clinic for an actual appointment is bringing them in for a meet and greet. A, yeah. lot, a yes. lot of clinics that. offer that, yeah. and it's usually complimentary, um, and it introduces them to that setting without any mm-hmm. sort of, like, aversive stimulation. Yeah. Um, well, as much as you can. Just say hello yes. to, to everyone, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and feeding Get them familiar. treats. Having, like, and, and, yeah, just, like, having them meet the people that they might see, smelling that smell, not associating it with something mm. bad, hopefully, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Um. But, um that's a that's a huge one for me. I recommend that for anyone, whether your dog is 13 or a, an eight-week-old puppy. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's super great to have them exposed to that environment um, in a positive way. the yeah. yeah. First time, we um, sometimes
1: just visit the clinic to have a step on the scale. Oh yeah. yeah. Just to see so, so that's know. that's yeah. a really just great tool too. Yeah. I was going to
0: touch on so happy visits. Yeah, we do yeah. that we do that frequently, um, especially with with dogs that are like overly anxious, and we're we're trying yeah. to get them exposed to that environment yeah. as well. But if a dog is perfectly fine with a vet, totally bring them for happy visits too. Like yeah. there's no harm that's going to come from that. And yeah. yeah, getting them on the scale and more comfortable with that is great too. So yeah, that, um, I would also say sometimes, and I think that this can be a topic that's a little bit taboo sometimes, but I do think that, um, it's really important to listen to like your veterinary professionals if they recommend, um, pre-meds for appointments. Oh, um, okay. So like if, if a, a pet is, is, Really, really stressed out. Um, mm. And this this will be kind of talked about later because there's something else we're gonna talk about, which is yeah. the, like the the fear free medicine. Yeah. But um, I think it's just sometimes we just don't want to push push it. Yeah. Right? So, what, so, what are the pre meds specifically? For those that don't know what they are, so how to explain it? Yeah, so sometimes they can be like nutraceuticals, like they can, it can be like a prescribed herbal medicine, right? Um, or yeah, like a supplement, something that's just like a calming, mm-hmm. calming supplement, um, like a lavender based or CBD
1: based or. It's typically it typically like wouldn't that or be, chamomile, things yeah, like chamomile. Yeah, chamomile
0: chamomile can be for sure, yeah. um, but I think that typically like like we carry specific. Um, Nutraceuticals just in like mm. a capsule form. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, like a they, they're difference. like pretty much made of different herbs. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's also like some. I actually used to work with a, a herbal medicine vet, um, and she does up tinctures as well um, for like just leading up to stressful events. Mm. Um, There's a bunch of different components to that and i have i would (laughs) not be the one uh, to explain the the pros and cons of those of those things but i think it's just about talking to your team if if nutraceuticals is what you would prefer for sure like more natural um yeah there's also pheromones so you can pick up pheromone sprays or like collars um you can spray it on like a bandana or on on their own collar i didn't
1: actually know those
0: exist yeah and so that can be a really helpful tool as well um Just depending, but sometimes it is like actual medications that Mm -hmm. are necessary. Um yeah, and it varies patient to patient. Um that's definitely something that a vet could touch on on more for sure. Um different vets have different protocols as well, but um they can be really, really helpful. Um and we're not talking like full on, like under anesthesia. It'll be like um yeah, (laughs) it's it's typically yeah, there's like a, a few different um like medications tools, that are used. well. Knowing
2: there is options, so, yeah. We yeah. didn't know. I mean, luckily, we don't have that problem. But yeah. we didn't know that that was an option. But yeah, yeah. But it definitely, be-
0: like when I think sometimes when it comes up, people are a little bit, um, yeah, n- not not super into it.
2: Yeah, um, open-minded. Right. It, upon right. upon first
0: suggestion, for yeah. sure. But and that's totally fine. Like if you are not first time, I just I would I would urge people to like sit with it, think about it. Yeah. Um, because it's never going to be recommended if it's not something that we really think yes. that your pet would benefit from yeah um, definitely so yeah and I, they, they tend to be not overly pricey as well yeah. like which is great huh. yeah um so, th- that's so like is a nice, there
1: anything else that uh, a dog parent could do before visiting the clinic to make the experience well, i would say stressful? actually
0: it's really helpful if they come in hungry
1: oh really yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. um that's, okay. that's something we that i've always learned feed recently him.
1: maybe we shouldn't
2: no <laughs> well, no we feed her at her normal time but i guess we always do vet visits in the morning so it's shortly after she eats so yeah okay well, that's interesting. Not, not
0: like starving like don't like just not feed a meal yeah. but yeah, 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 yeah like a little bit hungry is great okay. because i i, I find that then
1: they're like more motivated great. to like get the treats from you guys right. and right. be happy there cool yeah, so
0: that's that's a that's a nice one um Would you recommend like walking your dog before
1: going? Like,
0: I think totally if your dog has like a lot of energy. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, for for sure. sure. Um, just to keep them yeah, like it's so great to have them stimulated prior to coming in because yeah, there's like I said, there's so many things that go on in their mind and and in their body when they walk in. So don't
2: when you wanna do training sessions with your dog, burn off some energy first.
0: Right. So then they're out of their system. So similar
2: thing, you know, to get them to Sit still so they can be checked, and if they're, like, really full of energy, I get it. Yeah. So that's a good thing to lead into the next uh, thing we want to learn about is the um, fear-free clinics. And so what what are those, and what makes them different from, say, a normal clinic, whatever a normal clinic is, I guess? Yeah,
0: like, just give us, like, a comparison between the two, maybe. Yeah, yeah, so I would say, so there's definitely... Um so I, I should note too I am a fear-free certified veterinary professional so that's super exciting and yeah. new, newly certified yeah. so um Congrats. definitely thank you <laughs> <laughs> Um it's definitely it's it's a really um it's really great tool to have um I think that there's been like quite a shift in in veterinary medicine in the recent years um from what I have seen at least um especially with like new veterinary graduates and whatnot um like shifting into a more fear-free mindset mm-hmm. um and there's a lot of things that kind of- um, So what what is the fear-free clinic? Yeah, so pretty much it's trying to create the most positive um, situation for a, for a patient and client um, as possible, but pr- priority is, is, the, is the patient pretty much in, in this um, sort of like noticing their fear, anxiety, stress response are, are yeah. the, the, the main things. Um, and so a huge part of that is dog behavior. Um, so being able to recognize um, or and cat behavior, um, yeah, like sort of what things what they're telling you with their with their body language, um what they're telling you with um, any vocalizations. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just with, with like with with anything that they're doing and trying to cater to that cater okay. to that pet. Okay. Um, and actually,
1: So it's a more custom way of looking after the patient in that case. Right. So
0: it's moving away from kind of like pushing your way through a procedure, like to get it done Mm -hmm. and, and trying to figure out the way that it's most comfortable for that pet. So sometimes it actually requires the pet to come back. Yes. On oh, so medications,
1: right? Okay. So, like so if, if a pet is under so much stress that it can't be worked on, then they, you then will you just stop. send them back right. and be so like... So
2: there's an example for that, actually, I think. So I'll say the example of what, what I experienced and see if that's what it is. So when we... I think I took Maple to a vet once, and they have to do the temperature check. You yes. Know, and she was not having it, Yeah, the thermometer thingy, so... Because Um, I had
1: to go up, but did. so she was
2: not having it. So they did, um, they found like another way to do it, yeah. Um, you know, and obviously they tried a couple times, and she was just like, yeah, wiggling away. And even I tried holding her and all of that, but then they were like, okay, well, that's not gonna work, so like, Mm -hmm. let's stop, kind of thing. And that's that instead of like you said, just like, we're not, we're gonna tie her down and shove that, (laughs) you know. (laughs) know? So yeah, I guess, I guess it happens without us realizing it happens, and now that you put like a a label a sense on it it makes sense and it's like really good i never thought about it that way yeah. i thought that was just normal but i guess it's not
0: yeah i mean which by no means am i like i'm not saying that every vet yeah. does that um that isn't like a fear-free certified yeah, yeah. vet or or tech or assistant or receptionist by yeah. no means um i think a lot of people practice that without yeah. being certified okay um yeah it, it's because, I mean, we always have, our like, the pet's best interest yes, um, at heart. So um, I wonder
1: if that's a little bit frustrating for, like, a pet parent. Because they're like, oh, my God, what, I have to go back now. And it's just, like, so annoying. I'm going to have to take some time off work.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. So sometimes we get met with that. Yeah, yeah, just kind of, like, can you not just do it? Like, yeah. can you not just, like, get it done? And I think, yeah, with, with Fear Free Vets that I've worked with, um, they're just very headstrong and no... Like, mm-hmm. we can't do it and like if, your if, pet is not comfortable right like and just like I won't do it yeah, um, yeah. which yeah I think is respectable um.
1: I wonder if there's um, any difference in terms of like the clinic layout for instance um, when it comes to like fear-free clinics right like I assume you don't just shove them in the a kennel and you know you're away from the owners and they just been worked on in isolation it's more of a like a social experience I would assume and they're free so there's no tables like for instance
0: in our Well I think clinic, that's the right? that's
2: not that's the what did you call that What's the first room they go into? You have the uh,
0: examination. Yeah, you you have yeah. you have exam well receptionary exam room treatment room. Okay. So yeah, so
2: I think the exam rooms are mostly like that, but not the treatment rooms are usually. Yeah, I would say most treatment rooms
0: are pretty similar. Um, definitely all of them have kennels for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. But definitely different patients require different things. Like yeah. I've reco- like I've helped recover patients multiple times not in a kennel. Um, mm. if it's not in the cards for them, it's not in the cards for them, yeah. and that's totally fine. You just have to be.
1: Because we were told that. The exam room used to have tables that you would put your dog on top,
3: yes. which
1: made it a little bit more, like dogs would be a lot more anxious about that rather than just having them on the ground yeah. and
2: examining them. Yeah, like well, because they're also right? not used to being on tables, because right. obviously no yeah. one wants their dog climbing on tables and counters. yeah. So. yeah. so that was just our the our experience. So um, and it and it's something you didn't think about, and it's like, oh yeah, I guess that makes sense.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think it's also um, I mean, exam tables are. Definitely a really useful tool sometimes, yes. especially with cats. Um, it's something that's actually very, very useful with cats, even like putting them up, up on the table in their crate prior, like yeah. kind of with like a pheromone yeah. towel over their kennel um, <laughs> so that they're, they're they're used to being up there. They also just like to be up on, on higher places. Sometimes that's they true. would rather be held in a lap. Sometimes they'd rather be on the ground. Yeah. It's yeah. just definitely pet dependent. Um, yeah, it's the same. Obviously, like you would never want to put – like a great dane up on a table, well, yeah, but of yes. um, definitely, yeah. It just it, it's it really is about watching a, an animal's behavior, um, testing out things to see if they're if they're showing any sort of response, and trying to adapt to that. That's pretty much what
2: what. So is, is that is. I guess something that that like you new know, pet owners or something or people that are looking for vets should they be looking for that? I, I would assume. So, I think if yeah. that's
0: I think if that's something that is really important to you, yes, um, yeah. I think it's about doing your research into yeah. that. Um, and actually fear-free has like, their website is really great. You can actually go right on and look in your area for, and you can just look like Calgary, Alberta. Yeah. It'll come up with every fear-free person and where they work. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm
2: curious now. We have to look it up. So, (laughs) so so yeah, yeah, if I want (laughs) to (laughs) know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you can do that. Um, but yeah, again, like I said, so my, the practice that I work at currently, it's amazing. Um, but I am the only person who's fear-free certified. Um, but we use fear-free medicine as much as we possibly yeah. can. Like I would say, it's yeah, like 99% of the time.
2: So is that like what somebody would ask? Be like, oh, is this is this vet clinic uh, fear-free? But like, how would I've somebody? Had, I've had ask a couple people question? ask that.
0: Yeah, like it because it's not an offensive question. Well, yeah, like it's, it, it's just, just a,
2: a direct kind of.
0: Yeah, and just I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. we're and not a certified practice. But <laughs> yeah, and so the thing is too. So um, yeah, clinics can become like a fear-free certified clinic itself, yeah. like the practice. Okay. There's actually not, I don't think there's a ton of them in Calgary. Um, but again, like a, an individual in that clinic can be fear-free yeah. certified. So yeah, you can always call and say, do you have a fear-free certified vet? Um, if that's something that you're, you're oh, looking okay. for. So, um, or tech or TA or whatever.
2: Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, so
1: so what are like the most common concerns or questions that dog parents come to you when they first sign up with their pet? I would say, oh, well, frequently pricing for sure, yeah. but that's, oh, that's yeah. just yeah. A,
0: that's the no, no <laughs> brainer. So like, I we,
1: wonder, like are all vets like similar in pricing or are they more expensive ones And than- There are, there is a range for there sure. Is. Yeah,
0: okay. Yep, yeah.
1: Um. so. So there's no regulation in terms of pricing in the vet industry.
0: I actually don't know the answer to that question. Okay. I I think that there might be some sort of like outline. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I know there is for like wages, so I would assume that there would be for pricing. Yeah, yeah. But again, yeah, it is it is the own it's that business's decision. Yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely search around. Um, what I will say though is, cheaper doesn't always mean higher yeah. quality of well, care. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely just yeah do, do your do your. Due diligence there. Um, if you see any, you can always ask for estimates from a lot of places too, just to see like if it's like a surgery you're looking for, mm-hmm. um, or yeah, just a vaccine appointment. But and, and look at the differences and see what might be missing from yeah. other ones, and ask questions yeah. um, about about whether or not that thing should have been in that estimate. Because yeah. Sometimes, yeah, we see. I'll give you an example. Um, dental surgeries are a very a very, very mm. common procedure.
2: And expensive.
0: Very expensive. Yeah, we've heard. Yeah. Just heard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, actually, if you're if you're super on top of it early on and you're you're getting cleanings done, um, I'm not obviously there's things that are uncontrollable, yeah. Um, yeah. like just genetic things. But if you're if you're pretty on top of it getting cleanings, it's not the most unmanageable expense. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. I mean you can give us, like a, <laughs> yeah. a like human dentists something.
2: are not cheap either. So I right. think we do exactly. understand yeah. that. Yeah, yeah that for thing.
0: sure. And but yeah, so dental dental's not covered by insurance, right? It depends on the company. Oh, okay. oh yeah, okay. it does. It does depend on the company. I believe I believe TruPanion covers some dental. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah, others others not so much mm-hmm. from, from my, my experience, but I think it's also case dependent too. Right. Yep. Um So are any other
1: concerns or like uh, things that people come to you before they,
0: yeah, yeah. Honestly, uh, we have people ask many questions. Um, a, a lot of people ask, you know, are you, are you s- experienced with this specific breed? Like, do you have a vet that is oh, okay. like really, like, is really experienced with great Danes? And yeah. you're like, well, yeah, sometimes, sometimes, like, I yeah. had, I used to work with a vet who had four great Danes, and we'd be okay. like, yep. And we just yeah. booked them with her, but um yeah. So like I, not all dogs are the same, I guess. They're not for sure. Um, but I also think, yeah, I would definitely recommend being being open-minded because yeah, vets are very, very qualified individuals. Yeah. Um and just because they don't have experience, just because with they this don't have breed, a breed yeah. or um it haven't had they like 30 work. patients yeah. of that breed, especially if it's like a, a breed that's not overly common. Yeah, you know, mm. um, it doesn't mean that they don't know what they're doing. So yeah. Um, but it's definitely a fair question to ask if that's something oh, that's important okay. to you. So yeah, yeah. um, so yeah, we have that that question. Um, yeah, I've had th- I've had people ask if it's if our practices are fear free or if we have a fear free professional as well. Yeah, I don't. Uh, well, just kind of like out like process of of vaccinations as yeah. well. Um, kind of like like the timings of it. Timings, or, yeah, yeah, timing. Um, what we recommend at appointments. Yes. Um, Okay. things like that because yeah like we'll always recommend it if it's a if it's a puppy or if it's like an annual and and vaccine appointment we'll always recommend parasite preventatives like, yes. things yeah. like that um yeah yeah i would say that yeah m- most commonly the question prior to somebody coming in is mostly price
2: yeah Fair enough. Um, i mean yeah yeah people realize pets are expensive after they get them so yeah
0: yes. okay actually yeah i have something to touch on on oh, that okay that wasn't even um, a question that was just a
2: statement yeah so what i
0: will say is not that like i just think it's super important to do your research into your breed
2: yes before yes. you
0: get a pet and i cannot reiterate that enough yes. and i guess if you get a dog from the breeder they will kind of push you
1: to like you really need to watch this video that video you need to know all of these things right for instance of that dog tallers like okay dog taller
0: breeders are a different breed like (laughs) they are like here are the 50 links that you yeah. need to look at and these are the things that we recommend well, and this
2: is how much money you're going to expect to for spend this, in the this, first yeah, year yeah, it's
0: yeah, crazy yeah, we had
2: that list and yeah. we we're just like
0: it's like uh, are we but ready we knew, for we knew yeah.
2: though and i guess that's like you but said it that's set what,
0: your expectations then right which
2: people don't do i guess is what you're trying to say
0: yeah so. yeah i think i think i think often people i mean i think that this is something that most people know but i just think um, many people are just really they, they become more like infatuated with what a breed looks like. Um, yeah, like um, aesthetics or, or, of it. Right, aesthetics, or if they're like hypoallergenic, yeah. um, which I won't touch on that. But yeah, but, <laughs> no, no, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, again, like it, I think, and that's totally fine. Like if you're someone who's like, I want a French bulldog mm-hmm. and yeah. that's what you want. And like, you know what that comes with. yeah that's yeah. I, i'm never i'm never but i think people so that wondering. are
2: that like set in this is what they want they are usually the people that do the research right so that's yeah. the thing like we were set when we wanted a to toler and so it was like same yeah articles <laughs> we did, and, we
0: did yeah. like so much yeah. research and, and so
2: you kind of know but there are people that don't know they're just like i want a cute dog for my kids to right have growing up and like and, i
0: saw this video and it was this color of this yeah. breed and it's like oh man, I wish you would research this because they're so prone to this, 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 yeah. this. And they're like, what do you mean? Yeah. yeah. And also you have to go to groomers and have to right? groom them every the week grooming, and... huge, yeah. huge yeah. thing that people underestimate. Even, uh, yeah, double coated breeds, like even just the bath and tidies. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, the like, I mean, yeah, like the debulking treatments and stuff when they're, they're really shedding too. Those mm-hmm. are so helpful. And I think a lot of people don't even know that that exists, so. Yeah, um, yeah, it's yeah. Definitely do your do. research. That's the lesson
3: of
1: today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do
0: your research for sure, and also like, yeah. I mean, I love like I'll, I'll just do a little plug here for rescue too because they are just like there's so many animals that need homes too. Yeah, it's perfectly fine if you have a breed that you want, mm. um, but yeah, if you don't, I would totally urge you to to, to look
2: to and see just, what's yeah. out there
0: because there's so many different. Like, small to in incredibly large, giant rings, yeah. right? Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah, shelters are very diverse yeah. in yeah. terms of everything, sure. but it's also important to, like,
1: um, understanding what you're getting, right?
2: Right, Too. and I guess people don't, and that's why they get so surprised when they go to the vet, and it's like, well, if you knew these things, then this wouldn't be as much of a shock. Like, right. not saying that yeah. these conditions will happen, but... At least you're prepared for them, right? To
0: right. So yeah, like like Tollers, right? Like Tollers are prone to like Addison's disease, yeah, yeah, um, and like the hip dysplasia. hip dysplasia, and, yeah. yeah, like um, like oral health, like just poor dental health, yeah, yeah. Um, like and, things and like that. They
2: have very sensitive eyes, which can cause problems too, right? Sometimes. So just
0: knowing that and going into appointment, like it, it's nice to just know those yeah. things so that if if those things happen, if you get like an Addison's diagnosis for your Toller. Like it's just at least you kind of
2: you were prepared with that. Yeah. Kind
0: of knew. You, you yeah. just kind of you knew what you were signing up yeah. for and yeah. in, the, in the risk that you were taking. So
2: yeah. that's huge, actually. Yeah, I guess that's that's something I don't really think well, about. But also,
0: you can take preventative measures, right?
1: For, for that sure. Certain yeah, and breed. Yeah, so definitely for, for certain things,
0: for sure.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, genetically, it can still happen, but if you take some type of precautions early on, then maybe the chances of
0: it are lower. Yeah, for sure. Even like allergy. Yeah. yeah, dogs like dogs that are prone, like specific breeds that are prone to allergies, or, or breeds and and coats. Like mm-hmm. even I find I don't I don't know if this is actually a a, st- a statistic, but I I find that a lot of like the blue colored French bulldogs mm-hmm. um, have allergies. Like oh,
3: really? I just feel like
0: that's just something that I've noticed. Okay. Yeah, um, that's interesting. So I don't actually I, I don't have any factual backup no, on that's that fine. but
2: we've, we've said that's, that's definitely
0: something that i've noticed yeah. and i think it yeah like if you know that in advance then you can catch yeah. it early on you yeah. notice those signs you notice those ear infections the licking at the paws the redness the itchiness the dry skin I mean, you, can, you can combat that yeah. pretty quickly so
1: that's interesting, actually, because we did have a Frenchie in our puppy group, and she had massive allergies <laughs> on her paws. She was allergic to grass.
2: <clears throat> oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. And yeah, environmental allergies. I yeah. remember that, yeah, when we had, like, um, a little like, outdoor oh session gosh. for, like, the first 20 minutes of it, yeah.
1: Yeah, that was so sad. Oh,
2: yeah, <laughs> I remember, yeah, they were all, like, red and yeah, swollen w- and, yeah yeah so obviously, we kind of talked about what are the common things uh, that people ask for vets. but for your experience specifically, what is like the the strangest or weirdest like request Pro- or question that someone has is like a like, problem or, 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 or just or... like that's just completely out there and not normal
0: <laughs> oh, I don't if there um, is any of course. yeah, I mean <laughs> those happen a lot yeah i i can I can touch on that a little bit i I think that um. I'm not really sure why, but I think that it's like quite a common theme for people to be quite, I don't know what word I should use here, like just off with their vet staff. Like kind of like mistreat them a little bit. Okay.
2: Oh so, really? Yeah. I would yeah. I would
0: urge people to be a little bit kinder to their <laughs> vet staff. <laughs> you know that a little so bit I
2: closer think, into I the think microphone. The problem for that though is like people get very emotional if something happens to their dog. For and sure. so they're just like they're not thinking straight and they're like, yeah. whether they're really stressed or totally. worried or upset. And it is a shame that they take it oh, on totally. the vet staff, but I just feel like it's a very like hard moment sometimes. Oh, it was so people. hard. So. It would be like going
0: to the pediatrician and being yeah. told something about your kid. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're in that wave where, um, like that, that time period where, I mean, people are treating their dogs as yeah. if like they're yeah. Oh, kids. Yeah, I treat my dogs. Like they're my kids. Like it's, it's, oh, they yeah. are, yeah. they're, they're your dependent. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, yeah, no, but we should have on a tax write-off, yeah, right? Yeah.
1: Dependent, my yeah. dog, yeah.
0: <laughs> and totally. Like, if it's a scenario where there's something going on with your pet, like there is no more empathy than like you will not get any like more empathy than you get from a, a good vet yeah. staff member for sure. But um, I like it's just like the little things sometimes that that you're you're just like this is just not a big deal. Yeah, like, yeah, you know. But like do you I have had like a, a story. Oh but, yeah, I yeah. had a I had a there was a client at. um, the practice I used to work at who um he was 30 minutes late for his appointment at the very end of the day it was the last point of the day and we were closing like two minutes from then and we had called him and we told him you know like you yeah. have to reschedule your appointment it was actually the second time that he um showed up late like very very late and like there's just nothing you can do at that point right like can yeah, you can't, yeah. Closing. You can't well you close we it can't do anything go home. We've yeah got so, lives too, <laughs> and we told him yeah like we're gonna have to reschedule He was pretty upset about that and uh he ended up showing up anyway and it was, yeah, I think it was like four 58 and we closed at five and the receptionist was just standing there and she was like, no, I'm sorry. Like we can't, like there's just yeah. like our vets had actually left the building. Like we, it was just everyone else left cleaning. So yeah. we were like, there's actually really nothing we can do. Um, and then he, like his dog had had an ear infection. I remember. And he, he was like, Oh, okay. Like what can I do in the meantime? And so the, the receptionist had brought down a couple of like, just like ear cleaning options. And yeah. she was like, if you're yeah. gonna, like, it's not definitely what we recommend if you're coming in for like, an ear appointment, but yeah, yeah. I think she just wanted to give him something. Um, And he picked one up and he threw it at her.
2: <gasps> wow. Oh my God. And he like
0: swore at her and walked out. And she like, and I was just like, that's insane. Like that's a like, frontline well, staff yeah. member who did nothing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that like, that's the scenario I'm talking okay, about, yeah. right? Like not like if there is something going on with your pet, like." Yeah, we get we totally get. Yeah, you know, taking it out on us—that's part of our job, kind of a little bit. Well, it's bit, a, a a more of
2: like, hey, I haven't heard from you in fifteen minutes. Like, is everything okay? Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. Like, don't worry. We yeah. we know yeah. your dog's there. Like, don't worry. Yeah. yeah, normally so, that's what it is. At least that but I've seen I have can. When we do.
1: I can definitely relate to leg like, dog parents being like overly panicky over for like, sure. Little but
0: that's not things. panicky. That's just
3: pure. Uh, a- no, that was just, that. Yeah, that's
0: that was just yeah. That was just pure not rudeness. Yeah, yeah, that's just <laughs> yeah exactly. But, yeah, but yeah, panicky for sure. I remember the first time Reese got sick. I I took him to an emergency hospital, and I was like, he is bloating. Like he has GDV. Like his stomach is flipping. I know yeah. it. Yeah. and they were like. <laughs> I think you just ate something bad. Yeah. Do you want us to do a pancreatitis test? I was like, yes, absolutely. <laughs> do the test. I uh, There's something wrong. They were like, he's fine. Like, wow. He's fine. He, he just ate something fine. bad. That's yeah. so funny. Yeah. So I was like, uh, whatever. But yeah. And yeah I, that no. was when I worked at a daycare too, so I didn't really know. Yeah. The, and I, I just was like, oh my gosh. And so yeah, for sure. And yeah, it's definitely common to just be a little bit more, you know, snappy or. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah that's totally fine. But yeah. Like, yeah. I
1: know when... Michael That's why had, I go to the vet and yeah. she stays home, because yeah, she's I'm way just too
2: emotional. emotional.
1: I will be there emailing the vet, like, I need this and this. just
2: <laughs> Yeah, so I know where I have a little bit more of like, okay, you know what, we're here now. Like, this is the best place she can be. She hurt her leg, and she's fine. It was just like a sprain, but... She's like, she's limping and I don't know what to do. And oh "Oh my God, will she be able to walk again? And it was just like, (laughs) yeah, she just, she just had a sprain and that's what they said. And it was just like, have some, just let her rest for a few days. It's fine. She just jumped and landed funny. And I was like, okay, thanks. You know, like No,
1: but like things can happen. Like yeah, she I might guess. need a surgery on her hips. You know, <laughs> you Get never this, know. Like, yeah. Yeah,
2: could have, could so. have torn no her cruciate. You never know. Her brother had that, or yeah. yeah, her brother. In in yeah, he hurt himself. They were like not even a year. Yeah, and he was like full on. Yeah, had like an operation. He was like crate and like kennel bound for like weeks because he couldn't do anything. So I guess yeah Fair enough.
1: after hearing that story yeah, and like, she did that and, and i it. was like oh my god like that's not happening to one. us
0: yeah exactly yeah,
2: for sure but it is true i guess yeah like you said they said it's just you know once you get to the vet that's the best place you can be you yeah know, just let them let you absolutely also it.
0: if you ever have any questions you can always email or call your vet staff like yeah it's such an important thing to know like it's never a dumb question
2: that's true we so. did we called our vet um Originally, yeah, it was when we had the little parvo scare thing. And then they're like, well, we don't have any tests in house. Just like find the closest place to you just to go kind of right away. And they were very, very helpful. And then they're like, they'll let us know, you know, what the test came back of. And yeah, because yeah. we didn't know what to do. Yeah. And I didn't want to know if I should bring her and all of that. Cause like I said, we were new. And yeah. so having that as an option is yeah. Yeah. really good.
0: Like, totally. Like, half of our job is trying to, you know, like help clients through difficult times, yep. processes, yeah. um, anxious so- moments.
1: Would you be able to share any like common emergencies and maybe how someone can deal with that? Like, emergencies. <laughs>
0: oh, uh, I'm actually probably not the person to touch on emergencies. Like, I've oh, never, okay. no, I've never, fine. I've never really worked in an em- emergency practice. Yeah. Not okay. even like a locum shift. So. No. no I mean, I see fine. things happen for sure. Like we, yeah, our patients sometimes when there's an emergency, we're the closest clinic. They bring them to us. Um, but those are things that I always, yeah. I mean, yeah, choking. I don't have a no, okay. no, I don't any solution for that that's fine. um yeah had some yeah choking is a really really yeah scary, scary. one yeah It's yeah, really I know. really scary so um yeah yeah I, I, I could definitely touch on that but not that's cool um, mm. I'm trying to think of another emergency though that I could kind of chat about um I mean yeah I, I could I could kind of touch on the bloating that I was talking about yeah. GDB okay, a little yeah. bit
1: because um, that's really scary like super the dog scary can and it progresses from really that. really
0: really quickly yeah so does um, it
1: happen when a dog eats too fast so there's or? not
0: so there's no like there's so many things that can cause it mm-hmm. and it's like it can be you know your dog is exercising and they eat right after or they like pound water right after yeah um yeah. It, 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 it can be quite a few things. Like sometimes we don't even know what caused it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it could even be like your dog. Like if you have a deep chested dog, like a giant breed, they're far more prone to having GDV and, and bloat. So wow. there's actually surgeries you can do um, mm-hmm. called gastropexis where they ta- they tack the stomach mm-hmm. the, to the abdominal wall um, oh, wow. so that the risk of them having that decreases. So my new fee, actually, I gave her that. I didn't give her that surgery. I didn't perform that, but I, I did get her to have that surgery. Um, at at Fen, FenVet downtown, they're they're really great. Yeah, bloat. My number one tip is to to get to a vet right away. There's nothing that you can do yourself. Yeah. Um, it's like you gotta get there as quickly. Yeah. As well. well, but like you said,
2: there's the pre- preventative measures like we were talking about earlier. So you yep, know that so that's, was a that's normal a good one. thing that happens. So there's a perfect example of if you have a. A yeah. breed that you know that then there's a something. Yeah, you can like do. I think
0: I think Great Danes, uh, Great Danes are a really uh, a big one for for that. It's and really uh, common for vets to recommend gastropexies for them. Yeah,
1: giant breeds.
0: Weimaraners, Weim, <that>, those ones. <laughs> they,
1: they I think, think they're also prone, prone, yeah, to that too. We were looking after one, and they told us not to exercise them after eating because they're prone uh, to
2: like bloated stomach I and remember, stuff. That at, yeah, very early that that dog. I remember. Yeah
0: yeah but I feel like yeah Okay, that's, that's one I
1: can touch on a little bit but yeah sure yeah. Um, so one last question that we have um, if there's any like new advancements in uh, in that industry how do pet parents get informed about that for instance if th- at all if at all right like if there's something like um, a new pill for this or a new pill for that or if there's a, a advanced way of spaying your dog for instance how are people informed about these new developments in the vet it's, industry?
0: I think it's about your your vet team um, keeping up to date on those things. Um, yeah. I think typically, if it's a medication, um, it's usually a case by case basis, right? Mm. So yeah. if it's, if your pet is struggling with something that that medication would help, yeah. then that would be proposed.
1: Yeah. Um. I wonder if vets have some type of like, for instance, newsletters that they send out to their um, I think some do, and things I think like some that, do. To, to like keep them informed about. Oh, this is like yeah. new
0: things that are going on. Yeah, I mean, I, I think actually, I think my past clinic had, had talked about doing that for a little bit. I don't know where they ever got on that, but um yeah, I think I think definitely, it's really important for your vet staff to be keeping up on on recent news, recent yeah. um advancements, and and letting you know like when your so for example, there's a new medication. Um, called Labrella, It's being used for arthritis in, in dogs, dog patients. Um, and prior, it's an injectable medication. Mm-hmm. Um, and prior, there was, there was one injectable that was being used. It's called Cartrophin. It's a really common medication. They have different mechanisms of action. They do different things. Um, but, like, pretty much as soon as it was released like my vet, like the, the patients that were on cartofin, that like mm. he thought might, might um, benefit from labrella and any patient afterwards oh, okay. that, that, was, that he was like, yeah, your dog has, has arthritis. Um, mm. I'm recommending this. That medication would always be recommended if it was yeah. p- good for your dog. Obviously, yeah. like obviously there are medical contraindications, things like that with, with some medications, but mm. um, yeah. yeah, I think it's just about your vet team knowing what's going on and, and trying to educate you on the things that could be the best, the best for your yeah. pet. Um, because I think also in certain circumstances, like it's like if you have a a six month old puppy, would you want a, an email about Labrella well, that's coming
2: over? Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So you don't want to get a newsletter about something that you don't that need, but then relevant. now you think you do because it's like, oh, well, you said that yeah. this my dog. And what about why, this? Why don't you give my yeah. dog that? Yeah. Well, they don't need it. Well, how do you know? And right. so I guess too much information is also a bad thing.
0: Yeah. So yeah. it's
2: better to kind of keep that as a yeah, as a just pet kind of like, pet like pet a basis. yeah,
0: like a. You know, this is or even, yeah, if you have a breed that's prone to something, like yeah. a giant breed mm. that would be, you know, more prone to arthritis, you can always ask, you know, like in the future, what are the things that are going on right now? And then yeah. at your next annual, is there any new progressions? Like mm-hmm. things like that. You can yeah. totally ask those questions. Um, yeah. I think yeah. So it's just like case by case yeah. basis rather than
1: I think in my experience popular yeah. thing. Cool. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That makes sense.
1: Yeah. Is there anything so, else you would no. like to ask?
2: Uh um, I think we are good. Uh is there anything you want to add? Is there anything you want to share?
0: A little bit of another shameless plug here, That's but fine. my clinic uh that I work at right now has been in renovations for a little while. Okay. Um so we're actually just reopening in February. And it's gonna be called something different. So I'm I I'm, mean you can share what the clinic is called. Yeah, That's so it's, really it's no it was problem. called Crescent Animal Clinic. Okay. Um it's gonna be rebranded as Argovet. Argovet, um, okay it's just on 16th by Peters. Okay, um and, and it it's is a fear free clinic. It's not a fear- free certified clinic oh, okay yeah, uh, i'm the I'm the only certified right. fear free um, professional, but yeah, like I said, we use fear free as much as we possibly yeah. mm-hmm. can. Um, it is owned by one vet. Um, he grew up in Calgary. Um, he actually went to my high school like quite a few years yeah. ahead of me. Oh, you can um, give him a shout-out, too. Al- shout-out Alan Long. <laughs> he's the best. Uh, um, and, yeah, we have a great, really, really, really fun team. Um, so, yeah, really excited about that. And, um, yeah, having having our patients back, it's been a little bit of a weird time off not not yeah. seeing our yep. patients. So um, it's really
2: exciting to be able to see and them again. And then you guys are going to be accepting new patients? Always accepting, I, new, I patients. Always yeah. accepting yeah. new patients. I think are
0: always accepting new patients. So
2: when you're doing your research – And you're in the Calgary area? Argovet, Argovet,
0: everyone. (laughs) I will be there.
2: (laughs) If you're not in Calgary area, just disregard that one. Yeah. You can look them up still, see what they're about. Yeah, yeah. give them thumbs
0: up. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I also just wanted to say, yeah, thank you guys for having me on. Yeah, really fun. I've never done anything like this, obviously. But it's cool to know that people kinda wanna hear from a from a TA. It's pretty well yeah,
2: yeah, and that's the whole point of this show was to just educate dog parents. Like we're not as we mentioned on most of our shows, we're not professionals, we're not experts, but we want to find a, a way for people to share their knowledge and share their expertise.
1: Yeah just that there's options out there and these are the options because a lot of people don't do their research right and it's so hard to find things nowadays on the internet so having someone like yourself to share you know what dog parents can expect and things like that is very valuable i think
3: excellent all right
1: well, thank it. you so much.
2: Yeah, uh, and don't forget to subscribe if you're watching this on YouTube and follow it on Shop, not Shopify, Spotify <laughs> or <laughs> Apple Podcasts. I've been on Shopify a lot lately, that's why. Um, or wherever you listen to this. And then uh, if you got any sort of uh, helpful information and you know someone else needs to know this, then be sure to share it with them as yeah. well. So,
1: And if you have any following questions um, for the vet techs, yeah. You can drop them down below. <laughs> yeah.
2: And we'll email them all to her.
3: No. <laughs> we
1: like, it. this is the list of questions <laughs> we have for you. Answer. <laughs> all,
2: right. all
3: right. Thanks, everyone. Right. Thanks, thanks guys. Guys. you. Yeah.
1: Okay. Bye for now. Bye.